welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Well, hello there. Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. It is great to have you with me on the show. We are going to be launching into an Advent series. We're going to look at the themes that follow the Advent weeks. Hope, peace, joy and love. And we're going to be looking into those each week, starting with hope this week. How we look after ourselves and how we care for ourselves using those themes. Before I launch into that, just to let you know, I did a reel during the week on Instagram and I've got it on the Facebook page and actually I've put it up onto YouTube as well. It was a little kind of nonsense reel highlighting the nonsense that is body shaming, fat shaming, food shaming. Check that out, will you? Go and have a look. Let me know what you think. So you can check it out on Ammo Writing on Instagram, Anne-Marie Miles Radio and Writing Page on Facebook. And it's on YouTube. It was a bit of tongue in cheek nonsense, but it had very good response and lots of people thought it was funny. So that suits me. So this week we are going to start on the idea of hope. And first of all, I think we need to look at the definition of hope. So if we look at the dictionary, just Google it online. A feeling of expectation, a desire for a particular thing to happen. The verb, the active word is you want something to happen or to be the case. And the interesting definition here, the archaic definition, the older definition, is a feeling of trust. That really strikes me because it's the archaic definition that I believe we should be hanging on to when we think about hope and ourselves and our future and our well-being, our mental health, our physical health. I think hope should be more than, oh, I hope that happens. You know, a, a wish that something was the case. I wish I was skinnier. I really hope that happens. I hope my team wins. I hope I make good choices. It's the archaic definition that I really like because it's a feeling of trust. And the archaic definition is more biblical. And those and those who aren't Christians would probably say, well, that makes sense. The Bible is archaic and it's the newer definition that's more relevant. But I disagree. I think it's that archaic definition of hope, a hope that comes with trust. I think that is the real definition of hope. Hope is more than just a desire that something will happen. It's more than that. Hope there's somebody at home. I forgot my keys. I hope such a team doesn't win the World Cup. <laughs> it's more than that. So there's a couple of Bible verses I want to share with you. I'm not doing a Bible study, but I wanted to show you kind of where I'm coming from, from the perspective of hope. One of the things that hope can do, it can change our outlook, can change our mindset. It can change our opinion. It can change our frame of mind. When the Bible talks about hope, it has it has the power to actually affect change in our lives. Something beyond, you know, oh, if wishes were kisses, da 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 you know, more than that, more than 
just that I just wish things were different or I hope that things will be different next year. It's a much more active thing. We had this verse on our wedding invitations, actually, Isaiah 40. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not be faint. So hope from that perspective can change our state of mind, can change our physical. It says in the verse, if we hope in the Lord, then our strength gets renewed. I know there are people who listen to this podcast who are not believers in God or not followers of God. But there is a potential here for hope to make a difference rather than just being a place from which we wish something might happen. When I talk about the hopes that I have for the future, the hopes that I have for myself, for my own well-being, even the hopes that I have for the next few weeks when all the biscuits and the chocolates and the endless food is paraded in front of me, mainly because I'll have bought it. (laughs) Like my hope is that I am able to enjoy, but also that my strength will be renewed, my strength of character will be renewed, not to go absolutely crazy and overboard. And you might say, well, it's Christmas. Come on, Anne-Marie, let your hair down, you know, treat yourself. But crazy and overboard eating is my default position. That's where I am all year round. (laughs) 12 months. I'm I'm crazy and overboard eater all the time. So if I do that at Christmas, then it's like, you know, five times. I don't want to do that. Actually, I got on the scales on Friday and I'd lost weight since the last time I weighed. I used to weigh every week and I got out of the habit of when I was sick. I'm down four pounds from the last time I weighed. Now, I probably lost more than that when I was sick and I've put a couple of pounds on. But I was really encouraged and it really gave me a set. Right. OK, it's four weeks to Christmas. If I can stay on an even keel and just allow myself to to enjoy Christmas, make my Christmassy treats and enjoy them. And yeah, absolutely let my hair down and relax and enjoy the treats. But I want my strength to be renewed. I would love to run and not grow weary, (laughs) literally, but also emotionally. And I would love to walk this journey and not be faint and not be tired and tired of it. And there is a way to do that. There is a way that that is possible. Hope in the Lord can renew my strength. That's the power of it. That's and that's what I want. I want my strength renewed, not just my physical strength, my strength of character and the strength to make good decisions over the next few weeks and beyond. Hope can do that. Hope can actually do that. That's what I want. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for me over these next few weeks. So I wonder, do you have hopes for yourself? Do you have hopes in the short term, like over the next few days and weeks and long term? I would imagine that you do. I I can't imagine many people don't have any hopes for the future. (laughs) There wouldn't be many people who are totally happy with the status quo. There may be people who aren't able to take on board some of that stuff. They need to, uh, as a self-preservation thing, they just need to keep a small, just a small circle of awareness even. But hope is a powerful thing. And if you take it beyond just wishing that my team would win or their team would lose, uh, hoping that that check clears before that bill goes out and uh, the washing machine looks a bit dodgy. And and it's not that those things aren't important. They are important. But we can get bogged down in the, the smaller domestic things. I'm not underestimating them. They are, you know, if your washing, if my washing machine broke, yes, I would be bothered greatly. But I just think hope has the potential to be so much bigger than that and so much wider. And if we lean in to the things that we hope for 
And if you're a Christian, you lean into hoping in God. You know, we're not just hoping in happenstance or hoping that all the things, everything falls into place. Part of my issue is if you don't believe in God, I'm not sure what you're hoping in. And I'm quite happy for you to argue with me on this. Drop me a line. Smile at annemariemiles.co.uk or contact me through social media. I struggle to frame what hope is in if it isn't in God. I've been a Christian more than half my life, so I just find it hard to see what you would frame hope in. But that doesn't mean you don't frame hope in some things. From a general point of view, though, not talking about faith, just talking about hope in general. I wonder, can you put enough hope in yourself to change yourself? Can I put enough hope in myself to change myself? Can I put enough hope in myself to make good decisions over the next few weeks? Can I put enough hope in myself to come out at the other end? I don't mind having put a couple of pounds on, but I don't want to be half stone heavier. It just makes things so much harder when we start again. I will start again. (laughs) I will definitely start again. I always start again. That's the promise I've made to myself. But my hope is that I come to the end of this season and I look back, I look back and think, yes, I enjoyed this. I had some lovely presents. I had some time off. I put a couple of pounds on, but I enjoyed every single thing I ate and I loved the company I kept. But I don't want to come to the end of this season kicking the skirting boards because I stuff my face at every opportunity and put on pounds and pounds. My hope is in myself as well that I will find a balance. And this is my journey. It's always been my journey. I need to find a balance between there being plenty of food in front of me and me not being compelled to just keep eating it because it's there. I'd love to be able to just enjoy my fill and then stop. It's the stopping where I don't really do very well. (laughs) I struggle to stop. I absolutely struggle to stop. Yeah. I struggle to stop when there's still stuff on the plate or a plate full of lovely cake or a tray of sandwiches. I just struggle. I really, really struggle to just stop reaching for that food if it's on the table. I want to eat it. So my hope is that my strength will be renewed and I will develop a strength that doesn't keep reaching for the food and just knows when to stop. That is what I'm hoping for. But there's a couple of other things I wanted to share about hope as well. Sometimes hope is hard to find, isn't it? I was just thinking about a couple of a couple of ways in which we can seek out hope. And I think we need to be active, proactive in seeking hope. Sometimes hope isn't in plain sight and we've got to go and find it. There's no point in sitting on the sofa and waiting for hope to present itself. No, I'm not talking about being in a depressive state. I'm not talking about having issues of mental health. I'm talking about in general, in our day to day lives, we can be overwhelmed by just the day to day stuff and not seek out hope, not seek out something positive. We need to go and look for it and and, and look for it in unexpected places. Don't. You look at some of the stories in the war in the Ukraine, dreadful situation. And then you read some of the stories about how people are loving each other, caring for each other, minding each other, providing for each other. And we think, how blessed are we? How eager are we to do all those things? And we have so much more to give. I mean, we are living in peaceful times in a peaceful country. And I think 
Gratitude is also really, really important. Counting our blessings, as the old hymn says. Looking at the things that we do have. Because I can get caught up in the things that, you know, what's lacking in my body, what's lacking in my mental health, what's lacking in my life. And I can get caught up in all of that and miss the fact that I have so many things to be thankful for. Write a list. I need to be writing lists, counting blessings, name them one by one. The other thing is random acts of kindness, paying stuff forward. Maybe you don't have money to give and that's fine. Have you got time? Can you make a phone call? Can you offer to go and collect someone's prescription from the chemist? Go and do their shopping. I think if we give to somebody else and give into some other situation, whether it be money or time or care, it can change the perspective we have on our own situation. And of course, once we find hope, then we've got to keep it. (laughs) So we're doing all right. We've got our hope and yeah, yeah, we're fine. And then time goes on, time goes on and maybe we start to lose it a little bit. There's a verse in the Bible that says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Now, you might not profess the same hope that I profess. You know, my hope is in the Lord. My hope is in God. My hope is in Jesus Christ. And maybe that's not something that you have. But there is a concept of holding unswervingly to hope that we profess. The writer of Hebrews who wrote this verse is in Hebrews 13. He says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. As Christians, we're hoping in the Lord because of the promises he made. We know he is faithful. He's made those promises. So on that basis, we hold unswervingly to to the hope we profess. But whatever hope you profess, you have to hold tight to it. It's so easy to lose hope when circumstances change, the world has fallen apart. It's very, very easy to lose our hope and say, I just can't hold on to this hope. I can't keep my grip on it. There's no answer to this. There's no way out. I just don't know what to do. We need to hold unswervingly to that hope that we profess. And it's hard sometimes, but it's something that we need to do. So that's the first of our Advent series. I deliberately didn't go full on Bible study (laughs) because I know there are people who are not interested in Bible study and that's fine. My main point is it's really important to have hope, to have an active hope. If you're struggling to have hope, go and look for it. Go and find it. It's there. Sometimes you need to go and look around and see what's going on and be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for what we have. And then when we manage to find that hope and we've got a hold of it, we hold unswervingly to the hope, whether it's for our mental health, our physical health, our family, the world, the economy, whatever. Whatever you are hoping for, hold unswervingly to that hope and see what happens. So one more thing to do. Frankie, are you there? What is that about? This drives me mad. It's driven me mad for ages. I hope I haven't said this already. Have I actually done this on a... What's that about already? Anyway, listen, even if I have, I'm saying it again. When you go to have some lunch in a cafe or a restaurant and you order your lunch or a sandwich or whatever and a drink. So they bring the, the drink. I often have a green tea with my lunch. And they bring the green tea. And it sits there. 
and it sits there and it sits there and eventually your lunch comes and your green tea isn't hot anymore. My tea has to be piping. Richard doesn't mind. He's happy to leave his and let it cool before he drinks it. But it does not suit me at all. So we went out for lunch on Fridays. Oh, Richard takes Friday off and we usually go out somewhere. Without being prompted, he went up to order the food and said, can I please ask that you not bring the green tea down until the food is ready? So the girl behind the counter explained why this couldn't happen because, you know, that we always give the drink straight away. The food is done in the kitchen. The drinks come from this counter and we don't know when your food, exactly when your food is coming out. And if we're busy, then we won't see it. But she said, I'll try. I'll try. It's quiet today. I'll try. So he came back down and said, I've ordered your green tea to come with your food. I ordered a club sandwich to go with the green tea. I've asked them, he said, not to bring the drink until the food comes. But they're not sure if they can do it. So anyway, the sandwich arrived and we waited and we waited and we waited and there was no sign of the tea. I want tea with my sandwich. And I was like, why can't I have hot tea with my food? I don't want it beforehand. I don't want it to go cold. And I don't want to wait. If I'm going to have a mediocre temperature drink, then I want a cold drink with ice in it. I, I want a hot drink or a cold drink. I don't want a warm drink. So that is my bugbear today. I want my food and my hot drink at the same time. <laughs> Count your blessings, name them one by one. I know it's a first world problem, isn't it? But that is my irk today. Listen, if you haven't had a chance to pop over to the YouTube channel, do that. I would love you to subscribe and watch some videos. I'm going to be doing a Christmas treats video, probably not this week, hopefully this week, but realistically, it's not going to happen. Definitely next week, if not this week. Christmassy treats and make sure to subscribe to the podcast as well. And I would love some more reviews, even if you think, oh, this is only a three out of five stars. That's fine. A an honest review is, is valuable, whatever the stars. I would love to just kind of build up the reviews of the podcast. So if you go, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review there. Or if you want to go to An the Facebook page, Anne-Marie Miles, Writing and Radio, you can leave a review there. And I want to say thank you so much to all of you for listening. I really, really appreciate the feedback I get. Thank you for getting in touch. And I hope that you will be filled with hope for Advent, Christmas and beyond. Hope in yourself and maybe hope in the Lord. That is my prayer for you. Next week, we're either peace or joy. I can't remember. But anyway, it's one or the other. <laughs> Continuing our Advent series here on Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Thank you for joining me. I will see you and you will hear me next week. Bye bye.